0: Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other Ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I am excited to have you join us today. This is an episode that is near and dear to my heart and have my family members joining today to talk to you and us all about what it's like to be an entrepreneur, what it's like to have a family member be an entrepreneur. And for those of you who are in the entrepreneurial space, who have family members that maybe don't quite understand what you do or why you do the things that you do, Um, some of the challenges, some of the funniness that goes along with that. We're going to talk all about things entrepreneur and family. But before we get into the fun, I want to introduce my husband and um, biggest supporter. Mike, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hello. My name is Mike. As Dawn said, I'm her husband. I'm a flight nurse with a local air medical transport company. I've been a nurse for over 20 years. And um, yeah, I'm not a business person, not an entrepreneur, and probably as far away from that as you can be.
0: (laughs) Okay. And now my father and business extraordinaire, also a Mike, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: I'm Mike Kohler. I have a split personality in this uh, interview because I'm uh, the father of an online entrepreneur. In the past, I've been the spouse and business partner of an entrepreneur and lived to tell about it. Um, After a long career in corporation life, went into small business ownership and entrepreneurship with my uh, spouse and learned a lot in a later career arc I'm now consulting and teaching but the greatest value as far as learning about business came from that middle career arc of being business owner
0: right and and we're going to talk a, a little bit about That and I think there's you know a a lot of topics and conversations that we could have around you know being an entrepreneur and some of the challenges with it, but one of the biggest things that I hear a lot from you know friends and family is that or for friends specifically is that they don't necessarily always have the support of their family members when they are off on this entrepreneurial journey because there's a lot of risk that goes along with it there's a lot of time that goes along with it a lot of the unknowns that go along with it you know you you both have been very supportive of my entrepreneurial journey but Maybe you could talk a little bit about, um, from a family perspective, how it feels when your family member comes to you and says, hey, guess what? I want to I wanna own my own business or I'm ready to jump off the cliff and become an entrepreneur and, and how that might be kind of scary as a family member or what that might feel like to you. Mike, my father, do you want to start first?
2: Oh, goodness. I didn't uh, think I would get deference to the husband in this regard. But uh, in in my case, uh, observing my daughter entering into business, um, I had a heck of a lot more confidence and and felt more supportive of that uh, than I did about my own entry into business um, previously, because I knew that uh, that in you, and I didn't realize we we're going to be able to actually disclose that I'm the dad and all that. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, and so it's not just proud dad when I say that that uh, I knew that you had the right head on your shoulders when I co-authored a, a book with one of the nation's leading uh, franchising experts about should you go into business. I knew that you had done the right assessment and it takes some formal thinking, not just, oh, honey, what do you think? And and that's what I hear too from a lot of people who are entrepreneurial, whether it's multi-level marketing or whatever kind of business, is that it it has to be more of a buy-in and investment from your loved ones than just, oh, that's fine, honey.
0: Yeah, and I think that brings up a a really good point about understanding. First of all, making sure that you've really thought about your business as a business. And I I have done many um, Facebook Lives and other uh, conversations around turning your hobby into a business. And and are you thinking about your business as a actual business? Or are you playing? As a hobby, right, or, or treating it sort of as a hobby, and I think when you when you're ready to make that sacrifice, having that conversation with your um, loved ones about you know the importance of this and in the decision making that goes into it, and talking openly with your family members about maybe some of the changes or some of the sacrifices that might be coming along with it. Um, And so, you know, Mike, my husband, and I have to differentiate because we have a lot of Mikes in our family, but differentiating, you know, kind of tell me a little bit, because for those of you who have been listening for a while, my background is all in corporate. And so when I left my corporate job, you know, I had this time to reflect on what is it that I want to do kind of when I grow up sort of thing and becoming an entrepreneur was, you know, always something that I had sort of in the back of my head, but never really knew that it was something I could actually do. So, you know, when I came to you, Mike, my husband to say, Hey, guess what? I'm going to start this thing. Kind of talk a little bit about maybe how that felt from your perspective and, and maybe some of the, the challenges that that brought with it.
1: Yeah. So it was very exciting. I mean, you know, for you to say, Hey, I want to do something on my own and be my own boss and you know, all stuff like that. Like that's very exciting. It's also very scary going from, you know, this corporate life of, you know, the stability of corporate life, you know, quote unquote stability of corporate life to now I'm going to do this all on my own. And, you know, but as far as, I knew you had the drive and everything to be able to do that. So that wasn't, that was never an issue to me. Coming from the not business world, it was like, yeah, this sounds great. But I really had no clue what that entailed. Uh, I knew how much time you put into corporate life. And it was like, oh, could it be any worse than that? Yes, at times, <laughs> actually, it is, you know, right. with, uh, right. uh it, you know you're you're quote-unquote always on call you know you yeah. owning your own business it's all on you you have employees you have people that work for you but all in all everything falls back onto you and if you want it to you know succeed which of course you do you have to uh you know you have to make sure at no matter what time it is especially when you have uh, the one the one thing about the online thing is it's not just people from America or North America you have clients over in you know the other side of the world so when you're sleeping they're awake or when they're sleeping you're awake and you know sometimes that, that can be challenging as well. I know for you, but.
0: Well, you've, you've brought up so many different points to this about entrepreneurship requiring resilience. And, and I think as a a business owner and as family members of, of business owners and having worked in business or not worked in business, we all know that, you know, resilience is, is part of it. When you think about, you know, kind of at, at sitting on maybe the outside of, of looking in, as a, you know, family member to someone, what are some things that, you know, if, if I was a new entrepreneur thinking about this, or if I was a business owner that maybe is really ready to take this into a full-time sort of gig, what would be some things that, you know, you wish that would have been shared with you before, you know, the entrepreneurial journey had happened, or what are some things that you wish you would have known as a family member or as a business owner in, in your case, uh, Mike, my dad, what, what would have been, you know, some things that wish you could have would have sort of stuff. And we'll start with you, Mike.
2: Well, when, when your mother and I, since we're on familiar terms in this podcast, when your mother and I were in business together, uh, predating the, um, Digital marketplace and the uh, the the shifting dynamics. Now, back then, it was important, and we had to make a couple of tries uh, at this of of being formal and business focused, not informal. Uh, like you can't be having uh, in in the business setting. Uh, conversations that are similar to, oh, you can find a parking space closer to the door. You know, you can't be that familiar. You have to formalize uh, the relationship. That's what we learned back then. Now, in the digital space, uh, for the entrepreneurs out there uh, who are online entrepreneurs in particular, or multi-level marketers, or, or people who are not in business with anybody in the family, it's incumbent upon all of you to brief the family and get buy-in on concepts like, look, don't assume you can just interrupt me at any time. That work at home does not mean, oh, I'm so casual about it. No, you're just as business-like as always. Secondly, be aware uh, you need to brief family members and people who are in your close sphere of influence that uh, at a moment's no, notice and in a short burst of time, the online entrepreneur may warp into work mode when they or you wow. least expect it. So, right. if a tablet is omnipresent in your family life, so be it. That's the way it is because you don't know when the opportunity is going to strike. And as the other Mike pointed out, there may be clients many time zones away saying, Hey, I have this need. And so, Everybody needs to be flexible and adaptable, but take serious the obligations that the online entrepreneur has.
0: Yeah, that's a great point about, you know, treating your business like a business and setting work hours and and making sure that you're not um, being interrupted and or taking advantage, I know so many people right now are working from home, even if you're not an entrepreneur, you're working for a company, you're still working from home right now in a lot of cases. And I know we've all sort of struggled with you know, how do you do a work-life balance? How do you you know not get distracted with kids? How do you not get distracted with needing to do the laundry and all the other things that are, are happening. But as an entrepreneur, I think it's important that your family and, you know, others understand that when you are going to work, it's business as usual and to not be interrupted or to set work hours for yourself so that your family understands that when you go into work mode, whether that's, in an office situation that you have at home or you're just, you know, pulling up your laptop off the computer. But when you're in work mode, you're not to be, you know, interrupted. And I know Mike, my husband, and I have, you know, struggled sometimes with the I'm on my phone a lot outside of work time. And I know there's a lot of conversation that's been about, you know, well, what are you, what are you doing? You know, are you, are you scrolling Facebook? Or are you just looking on Instagram and of course some of that is is going on as well but a lot of times there's a uh, a business need or or we're we're doing our work but mike my, my husband tell tell us a little bit about that perception of of having your spouse or significant other constantly on the phone or constantly on their their tablet and and the perception that that sometimes gives you
1: yeah it's you know it's completely different than anything that i'm used to i'm if i'm not at work i'm not at work right so owning your own business you're kind of always at work no matter what um and so when we have date night or we're sitting on the couch watching tv or whatever and something arises and you're on your phone you know it can be it can be challenging sometimes or We go to dinner and uh, we discuss the business quite frequently. And, you know, it's I, I think you brought up a good point that this is something that we've gone through over the last seven plus years. But now over the last year, a lot of people are working from home and, you know, they're trying to figure that out as well. Um, something that, you know, some of the challenges that we faced with that, my non-traditional schedule, you know, keeps me home sometimes during the week. So that might be even more different than some other people who may have a spouse who goes to their job during the week. Well, no, here I am, you know, on a Friday afternoon and I'm home and, you're home and, you know, so you're still working like you should. And, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I think just to that point, having the conversation with each other around you know, setting boundaries of of when it, when when you talk about work and when you don't talk about work, because you can get sort of self absorbed in the conversation, and particularly for those of us working at home, we're maybe not going all the places and seeing all the things. Our whole world and our whole ecosystem is in the online space, and our friends and our family and our coworkers and and our clients are all you know, online. And so having the perception that somehow we're not paying attention when we're on the phone or we're doing different things. But I think it's important, particularly as family members, and as an entrepreneur to make sure that you do set those boundaries, and that you are being just as diligent about turning it off as you are about doing it, you know, turning it on and going to work because it's an important thing from a family perspective to also make sure that it isn't all self-absorbing, and I think you know. For for both of my my parent and my husband, we we talk a lot about my business, right? And and because that's what I know. But there's also other things to talk about, <laughs> and it shouldn't be self-consuming all of the time. But Dad, did you have something else to say?
2: Yeah, I wanted to add to um, a point Mike made about um, uh, non-traditional. Uh, scheduling of activities yeah. of of all kinds because ironically uh, I, i'm I'm still dealing with it and I must be careful because even though your mother is not involved in this conversation she'll hear it and, and so <laughs> she's still coping with some of the how uh, flexibility that uh, that I as a professional now uh, especially, in the Zoom world. Um, I'm I'm in a consulting mode for an economic development department and I teach uh, in graduate programs online. And so I work in bursts of time at times that are different than standard eight to five. To me, yeah. there is no such thing as standard eight to five. For one thing, I'm up well ahead of eight and doing tons of work Because you work according to uh, one thing I love about the new uh, digital world. uh, I'm one of the people who does not have Zoom fatigue because it has improved my business efficiency so much. And it allows me to, uh, it's a time management thing that, look, I am at my best at certain times and in doing my work in certain ways. And to your mother, it's still kind of confusing when she'll see that, hey, I'm running down the street to play tennis, blah, blah blah, and then I'm coming back to work and doing uh, more stuff. So, so it takes some adjusting.
0: Yeah, and I, you know we're probably not as unique as we think we are now with having you know kind of a non traditional work schedule. As Mike, my husband, being a nurse, uh, flight nurse, has you know very unusual work hours and is is frequently gone you know overnight or during the days but these also then home during the days or in the evenings when to your point i'm working um, and how that can sometimes be challenging from my side as well it's like well just because you're off doesn't mean that i'm off you know <laughs> and so business hap- has to happen as usual and things like that as well you know I, one of the things that i i would say from my own journey is that you know entrepreneurship at any level requires patience, right? And it requires a, a sense of patience from all, all angles, right? And, and making sure that you as a business owner have patience in growth of your business, right? And and as an entrepreneur, we know that it, it takes time to build this. But also as a family member, it takes patience in understanding what the entrepreneur is oftentimes going through. And I think, you know, you both can speak to the fact that I have had my highs and my lows with this business as I love it at one time and then I hate it at the other and then I love it and then I hate it. And, and that can all happen within five minutes, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily, and, and, and all entrepreneurs, I think, can appreciate that. But, you know, talk a little bit about maybe some of that emotional roller coaster you know as a business owner that you sort of you know that I feel how, how does that play out for you as a family member and and maybe some things that you've learned over time how best to deal with some of those emotional pieces that that we come at you with well who wants I'll, to take, I'll, that? I'll
1: take it uh, <laughs> okay. I'll start anyways so you know um, as male philosophy, our, or psychology, I should say, our job is fixers, right? So you come at come at me with a problem and I try to fix it for you. I know nothing about business. What am I trying to fix? I don't know, you know? Um, <laughs> and it's taken time there for, you know, more of a supportive role from me to you and um, you know, and it, it, it is a lot of me trying to support you through those highs and lows. Um, and I think patience is a, a good, you know, like, like you hit the nail on the head with that one where sometimes my need may need to just take a pause for your need in that. And it may be the same conversation we just had. Yesterday or the day before, you know, you'd like that reassurance. You like the just making sure, you know, like to talk things through. It's not necessarily that you want to that you want anything from me other than I want to hear this out loud to make sure that what I'm thinking makes sense or, you know.
0: Right, just having that that sounding board there uh, to to hear it and to make sure that you know we're we're not totally crazy. Um, oh, you're crazy,
1: but- entrepreneurs! You're all crazy, every <laughs> single one of you. But whatever uh, that that's be- that's a different podcast.
0: <laughs> there has to be a little bit of crazy, or else we wouldn't be doing this. That's for sure. I mean, I don't think that there is an entrepreneur out there that hasn't. Felt like they are on the crazy train at some point, and had more emotional highs and lows than you ever anticipated, and and had that much emotional swing in a matter of a day or an hour, or even like I said, sometimes it's by the minute. You love it, you hate it, you're going broke, you're making a million bucks, you're you know all over the place with things. So I'm, I'm curious. Dad, do you have anything else to add to that as far as you know having patience with with me and others that you've worked with that are entrepreneurs?
2: you, you had to mention the others <laughs> <Just> with, <laughs> you, uh, with you you know when i when I hear about your highs and lows, um, Mike is right, although I don't know that I can confine it to uh, uh, a gender related thing about oh the It depends on your empathy score, for example, whatever your personality type is. That oh, oh, gosh, that feels like when I hear some of your uh, mm, not so high moments. Oh well, you could fix it by telling them to go jump in the lake, or or whatever I'm thinking is a helpful thing. When actually you're just wanting to sound it out and like, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't need it fixed. I just wanted someone. Hearing what was uh, what was going on, so so those yeah. of us out here in the fixer side of things need to take a chill and just listen to it happening. Harkening back to the good old days of business ownership uh, in partnership with a spouse, um, really tough because in our segregated uh, duties, the emotional highs and lows can happen at alternate, <laughs> conflicting times.
0: Yeah. Because
2: right. we, w- we were in a business that involved selling the invisible. That is consulting brilliance, right? And so, wow, big highs and lows there. Also long sales cycles and such. And, oh, uh, boy, uh, that, that can be... Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Of- We, we should, we should do another podcast all about, you know, working with your spouse in, in the business and, and what that actually means. Because now more than ever, there are business owners that are, or or family members that are going into business together and um, supporting each other in this entrepreneurial journey. And it, it possesses a whole nother level of, of highs and lows and challenges and different things that. You know, bring up unique business challenges, not just personal challenges as well. Um, but you know, as we kind of wrap things up, what I want to just kind of talk through, you know, we, ha- you know, I have two children, and you know, I am the child of of my father here. But you know, having um, kids and being an entrepreneur has been kind of unique from that perspective as well and showing our children what can be done with hard work. And our son sort of has this entrepreneurial spirit and has, you know, done lawn mowing and wants to, you know, have a a mowing conglomerate, you know, (laughs) whatever. And, but I think a lot of that has been you know impacted because he has seen the opportunities that are available and seen how his mother can you know be successful in this online space and just understanding from you know a parent perspective what is available to you when you put your hard work into it and I and I'd love to get your perspective on you know par- parenting um and and entrepreneurship dad would you like to go well,
2: I- <laughs> I, I can't believe that it's not too late for me to give a bit of fatherly advice, and that is that it's so totally healthy, and I've seen it uh, with your daughter uh, specifically. The, um, the, the pressure an entrepreneur, entrepreneur might feel about their children is, oh, only modeling perfect behavior. no. Business is more than that. Sometimes it is those lows. Sometimes it is that, I think I heard mom cussing about that. I, you know, there's issues. Okay. And they right. need to benefit from, and you've done, in my opinion, I'll let Mike speak to it as well, a fantastic job of modeling the whole thing. But you know what? It isn't all happy jolly all the time, but here's what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Mike, do you have any additional add, you know, how, how it's been parenting, um, with entrepreneurship?
1: Well, I, I think Mike brought up a good point of, yeah, it's not, it's not always perfect, but it is a lot of hard work. So, you know, to, to, you know, the, the internet or Instagram or Facebook or whatever the kids are doing now, that shows, oh, look, you can be a YouTuber and make millions of dollars. So they don't see the side of it of, uh, to get there is a lot of hard work. It's not just, hey, I put a video out there and now I'm a millionaire, or I go do some crazy stuff, or I do you know some scientific experiments or whatever else is out there, and now I'm a multimillionaire by doing that. No, that's not how it works. It's a lot of hard work, and our kids have seen that from you, how much time and effort and hard work it really is that you've put into it. However, they've seen the tenacity of, wow, it's really great to be a business owner. And at the end of the day, you can take a step back and say, look at all this that I have achieved. You know, whether it's on a grander lo- global scale or even at the end of one day of, gee, I helped these clients or this is how my business took a step forward today. You know, it's not always just that gigantic goal. It's the little goals and it's the little goals that I truly think make your business great and make it a successful business that, you know, in the end,
0: I think that's a a great point for for those um, that are, you know, listening too, is that, you know, I feel like the kids, my kids need to see both the highs and the lows of, of what entrepreneurship looks like and having that transparency around, you know, talking about what hard work looks like, what it does take to run your own business, what it does take to be successful, but then also that it isn't all pretty perfect and you know instagram ready every single day and that it does take a lot of tenacity and hard work behind the scenes to be able to move yourself forward but if you do put in the hard work if you do continuously challenge yourself if you do have patience around it you can basically achieve every anything that you want and that's that's been the exciting part and i've brought my daughter into the business now officially as an employee and she is you know working in the business doing things for us that i don't think she realized were happening you know i don't think she knew like oh you, you really do have a business here. Like it, it really is a thing. And and so I think just having that experience and that exposure, and I would just encourage people that are listening too, to just, you know, have that level of transparency with your kids so that they understand what it takes and and they can get a perception of, you know, what hard work pays off. So is there anything else that you either one of the two of you would like to add to the conversation. I think we could talk about this for hours and hours, but what are anything else last minute, you know, thoughts or tips, advice, recommendations, uh, words of wisdom that you have for family members that are helping to support entrepreneurs?
2: Well, I have one. Um, but by the way, as a quick aside, I will say that I even enjoy my tiny little role in occasional help uh, to your fantastic business. I love it. Uh, So um, I guess if there are listeners out there contemplating uh, entry into the entrepreneurial world, should I do it? Should I do it? One of the most common missteps of prospective entrepreneurs is in their assessment of what passion to pursue. Because we often hear the advice, do what you love you have a passion for, but we sometimes misinterpret what that means. Uh, in, in the book uh, that I co-authored, The Educated Franchisee, we describe the error made by this high-level corporate uh, sales executive with a passion for golf. He understood, therefore, do what you love to mean, oh, that post-corporate, he should buy a pro-golf franchise outlet because of his love for golf, right? <laughs> Wrong. Right. How much golf do you think is involved in owning and operating a pro golf store? Uh, Almost zero. Instead about golf ball inventory, filling in for the counter person who doesn't show up, blah, blah, blah. So instead do what you love translates and you've done it so marvelously. I'm so proud. I guess I can say that as dad, Uh, that, that what you're really good at in his Mm -hmm. case was selling, right? Do what you do. Uh, what you are really good at, and get help with the things that you're not great at or don't enjoy. So right. know what that actually means, the do what you love. I love, uh, for example, uh, some uh, NFL uh, sports, but I'm really not cut out to be a player
0: Right. That's a great point. And and a lot of times, you know, follow your dreams, follow your passions, follow, you know, that that can be misinterpreted. And I think that's a really good point. And for a lot of our listeners, they are e-commerce business owners, in particular, selling products that maybe they've made, that they have had the passion about, that they are, you know, very, you know, close to, and the business side of things maybe isn't, as exciting as making, crafting, creating, developing the product in which they are selling. And so you're, you're right. Get help with things that maybe you're not as good at um, or know where to go to get those those resources. Mike, do you have any last thoughts on, on how to help support entrepreneurs?
1: Well, it's funny that Mike brings it up in that way because I was going to sum it up in kind of one word, support and support from as, as me being the husband or family member, I need to support you. Um, and there's, there's, you know, a lot of support that goes into that, whether it's supporting you by giving you the 10 minutes to discuss your business as we go to dinner or the couple minutes that you need to put out a quick fire if we're on a date or whatever or sitting on the couch but also support as the um, business owner when you first started this journey you thought you either had to do everything yourself or had to prove that you could do everything yourself and looking back on it Boy, it would have been easier if you would have found that support earlier um, to do some of the things that you didn't necessarily have a specialty in, you know, so you didn't have to learn and the business could have grown um, faster for you. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point, and and we do um, have an episode coming up all about outsourcing and how best to outsource, um, where to find virtual assistants, how to help yourself with tasks and areas that you maybe don't. Um, like and want to do, and that's, um, coming up in some future episodes. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I'm so grateful for both of you coming on and being vulnerable and, and sharing what it's like. I know this is probably not the most comfortable place for both of you to be and putting you on the spot, asking you about how you have been supportive of, of me and, others. I think it's just important for other people to hear that this is a real family with real situations and real conversations and challenges and and things that are going on and that it isn't all roses and, and perfect all the time. And you have the support, hopefully, in families and friends around you that can lift you up into your entrepreneurial journey. But thank you both for coming on. And for those of you um, who want more information about um, Digital Dawn or where you can find us and how we can help support your business, be sure to go to digitaldawnagency.com for lots of resources and other things that we can help you with. Thank you both so much for being on today. I really appreciate it.
1: Have a great day. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.